The Boilermakers have vaulted themselves into first place in the Big Ten, two and a half games ahead of second place Illinois, with Purdue coming off a 20-point victory and a sweep of Indiana. Let's break down that victory against the Hoosiers, plus look ahead with Minnesota coming to Mackey Arena on Thursday. That's on Golden Black Radio. Kyle Charters here with Brian Newbert. Brian, in a moment, but first this. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East Inn Grill. Industrial and classic, the restaurant is built like a steakhouse but handles like a bistro. East Inn Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. Brian, the Boilermakers get another victory, this one against Indiana uh, on Saturday. Purdue gets a couple of days now before it takes on Minnesota late on a Thursday night in Mackey Arena. You know, one thing about this team, Brian, it it uh, it's very consistent. <laughs> I mean, there is like a there's like a a a, a level of consistency offensively that you feel like your Purdue just has not dropped below. And I, I think I've said this before. I know I've tweeted it before. But if Purdue has possessions that end in shots, then there's just some certain level of consistency that it's going to have offensively, like a baseline there that it's going to hit every game. And it just feels like that alone makes Purdue very difficult to beat. Yeah, you know, um, there have been a couple times after games this season where I handle like our post-game analysis. Mike Carmen handles our game stories. And I sit there and I don't know what to write because yeah. it's like the same thing every game. Um, you want to come up with new and compelling stuff, but there's just something very boring about this team. And that's a good thing for them because yeah. there's this certain efficiency to them. As you said before we were recording, you know, if you just end possessions and shots, you're going to get enough offensive rebounds. You're going to get enough fouls. And ultimately, you're going to be efficient enough with your shooting um, that you're just really, really hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, so there's just – there's only so much we can say about this team other than they're really good. Zach Eadie's great. Braden Smith's great. Uh, they're a great shooting team. Lance Jones has been awesome. That pretty much summed up the season right there. Uh, and you can say the same thing after pretty much every game. Um, and 
the thing with this Purdue team is like when something does fall off, as their three point shooting did in the first half against Indiana, there are enough other things that are just always there or can pop up at any time that it almost doesn't matter. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think I, I've walked into an arena this season and I've, I, I've been in person at every game they've played this season. So I've seen every moment live um, that they've played. Um, but I don't think I've walked into an arena this season thinking, Hey, Purdue might lose this game. Yeah. Um, because they're that good. Now, obviously Purdue's lost games but i think that just speaks to the consistency and the reliability of the performance that you know purdue's going to put forth every single time that's awesome for them it it kind of sucks for people like me who need storylines to (laughs) um concoct after games because i feel like i'm writing and saying the same thing after every game but hey that's a great deal for purdue that's that's as high a compliment as you can get when the people who have to talk about interesting things after your games have nothing interesting to say after you've won your eighth straight game uh you've arrived yeah. um so but, but it is i mean it's absolutely true uh i i don't have the task like you do but it just feels like every game they play to a certain consistency level um and they do the same things well every game they have very few things that they don't do well I mean, even with most teams that you've covered, Brian, there have been like their story. There are always storylines within games. Like the team you cover loses, and you can point to uh, they had five turnovers on bad entry passes, and and that and and that was a deciding factor, right, for for that game or what have you. Or that has been a theme throughout the season for whatever team that is. So, you know, or or it has not shot well over a, a certain point of time or what ha- whatever yeah and this team just hasn't done that um and as you said it's a it's a it's a a, a compliment to you know purdue and, and this team and and its ability to at the very least play to a certain level i saw your post-game comments that you know you, you don't think that purdue necessarily has been playing its best basketball uh here recently and i you know I, I think you would agree with that. Uh, I would agree with that. I, I think to some extent, and yet it it is winning games, and I think that speaks to sort of that baseline consistency level that Purdue has played with this season. It's not just winning games, but it it's winning games ever since. Well, obviously they had to hold off Rutgers, but I don't think anybody ever thought Rutgers was going to win that game. Yeah. Um, that. Obviously, I had to fight Northwestern, which is obviously a really tricky matchup for Purdue. Uh, they're kind of the one team that I think, for whatever reason, really gives Purdue problems. I don't think anybody ever thought Purdue was going to lose at Wisconsin. Um, and certainly, uh, at any point in the Indiana game, that that was not um, really in doubt. So, I think Purdue's winning games, not playing their best basketball, but they're also doing so in a manner that really kind of keeps the opponent at arm's length. Um, and a couple of those games have been on the road, and it, it's just the 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 inevitability of Purdue, is I kind of always call it. It's that I think they're built to beat you a certain way, yeah. and I think that I think they're built to close strong. And, you know, we were talking before about how things aren't always that compelling. Like, when you're in my job, you try to – like come up with like thoughtful, relevant questions in post game press conferences and 
that's easier said that's easier done when there are like struggles and things like that and right i just kind of found myself asking a lot of questions like so there was that one part in the game where they were like actually competitive yeah and then you guys you know went on that run and just really yeah. started getting every rebound and things like that and all of a sudden the whole floor opened up for Edie and he went crazy and yeah you kind of blew the map from there you know stuff like that it's just it's they're just so much better than the teams that are playing in the big 10 um yeah. and that doesn't mean you can't lose games obviously you've lost from home but it's kind of a warped reality season in the big 10 too because ordinarily every one of these games would be a total grind even when you're great like purdue is but this is just such a mediocre big 10 you know from two on down it's just uh it's just not very compelling to be honest with you and again yeah. that's that's awesome for purdue because you're just kind of you're just kind of taking care of business here the important part is that you, you you're playing really really well when it matters most here in a couple of weeks and um you know stuff like that and you're able to um you know find a higher gear when you need it and uh right now i'm not sure they even need it yeah is it a concern that the big 10 is not day in and day out better than what it is right now i mean purdue will find itself in a situation we would expect uh provided that it gets out of the first week into the ncaa tournament to face other teams and other conferences that might be better than some of the teams that it has faced in the Big Ten? Well, all the stuff that you're uh, – it would be a concern if you were like a fringe NCAA tournament team because it would hurt your resume. Yeah. And that's a Michigan State problem. That's like a Nebraska problem. Uh, it's it's obviously not a Purdue problem. They're fine. Um, it large, largely because of the non-conference season they played and dominated. But I think that – I don't want to say Purdue's not straining – win all these big teams uh, because obviously it's not like they're not trying hard. Uh, right. So maybe the wear and tear is not quite the same as it would be because the league's maybe not even as physical as it usually is. It, it's physical, but it's not as good. And physical and good is the important part as opposed yeah. to just physical. Right. So, uh, perhaps maybe you're, and you know, you know, obviously the, there's a lot of games left here, so we'll see uh, what kind of shape Purdue's in coming out of it. But I, I think that um, this is kind of where the non-conference season two really, really, you know, uh, helps Purdue because you have seen that higher level of competition and then some before you got into Big Ten. Uh, now, the things you have to do in the Big Ten generally to win, take care of the basketball, things like that, I don't know if they're that as important as they normally are. Um, because it almost doesn't matter. I mean, it, it has mattered when you've lost taking care of the basketball, things like that, but you still have to be able to play a Big Ten style, uh, you know, to win these games. And that has to translate to the NCAA tournament because you have to obviously value possessions there too. But um, I think everything that Purdue is doing to win, not playing its best, right now against mediocre Big Ten teams, I think that stuff all translates. It's not like Purdue's going to stop rebounding in the NCAA tournament. It's not like they're going to, you know, knock on wood, stop making threes at a 
40% rate or whatever it is in the NCAA tournament. Now, I say that knowing that that's a, a pretty fickle part of basketball, but there have been no real indications this season that Purdue's just going to drop out and go three for 25 again. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like Zach Eadie's going to get, uh, you know, smaller or less dominant or something like that in the NCAA tournament. Right. It's not like somebody's going to come up with a defense that Purdue's never seen before. It's not like, um, it's not. It's not like Braden Smith is going to just become a freshman again, you know, things like that. So all of this stuff that Purdue's got going for it, dominating this Big Ten race as it is right now, uh, it's all going to translate. It's. I think this team is built better for March than any team that's come before it. Yeah. Uh, at, at Purdue, um, and as I've said all year long, going all the way back to the summer. Last year wasn't Purdue's shot to do something. Uh, this year is Purdue's shot to do something because your guards are all grown up. You you have the most complete Purdue team you've had in a couple of years now, and uh, it does seem to all be lining up. A week ago, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Lance Jones, and I think both of us sort of wondered when the 0 for 7 game was coming because it just, I mean, he's been so great. <laughs> you just You feel like at one point he's going to miss shots. Well, he went one for six or whatever it was against Indiana. Not that it really mattered. Purdue won that game by 20 points. But you do have the benefit, too, of like Miles Colvin coming off the bench and hitting a three and being a guy you could put in the game uh, if you needed some offense there. And Purdue was missing a bunch of shots early against Indiana. And he did come off the bench and, and gave Purdue a little bit of a spark. Uh, a, that was nice to see. But but B, what a luxury to have. Well, that was really an under discussed part of the game because, you know, you know, those three points were just kind of three more points on the pile, but yeah. Uh, what an unbelievable deal that was. This kid hasn't played since Michigan. I don't think. And he comes right off the bench because Purdue needs somebody to make a shot. And he does that. How many guys can do that? Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it really speaks to his, uh, not to get too technical here. It speaks to his mechanics. It speaks to his preparedness. It speaks to just his 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 ability to respond to the moment. And he's been he's been doing that all year long. I mean, he you know for the longest time, their painter was putting him in in the final six minutes or whatever it was of first halves, and he's just coming off the bench and making shots. And you know, obviously, a lot more goes into this than making shots, but that's the one skill that. It doesn't matter what's going on around him. He will do it. And, uh, you know, I think this has probably been a tough season for him. Uh, I, I think he came in probably expecting um, to be a little bit more involved. And he's good enough to be involved. It's just he's on a great team. And he's kind of he's kind of the poster boy of what, you know, Painter talks about is when he says that winning's got to be good enough, you know, stuff like that. And, um He's got to wait his turn, and uh, his turn will come next season. And uh, but he's really done a great job in moments, just coming in and making big shots. And, you know, good for him, uh, good for Purdue. Uh, but yeah, it's just just kind of can't say enough about what he did against Indiana, coming right in and making that shot. Yeah, there was that one. I think it was the Michigan game. I think the camera sort of caught him wanting the ball. I thought that was fine. Like. You want a guy who, A, wants to be playing and wants the ball and wants the moment. 
and all of those things. Uh, it drove me crazy years ago. One of the many times that Purdue didn't really have a starting quarterback and had two quarterbacks. Uh, and, and both guys were like, yeah, we're just cheering for the other guy. No, you want to play. You want to yeah. play. And I think it's great that Miles Colvin wants to play and is hungry and wants to get out there. And he's, when he's out there, he wants the ball. I think all those are great things yeah. and are good for him for now and good for him for the future. Well, I think on that particular play, I think he had an opportunity to dunk the ball. I, I right. think that's, I think he was excited that he was going to get a chance to, uh, you know, kind of have one of those moments. And uh, he was upset that he, he he didn't get that moment. But, no, this is obviously um, a kid who grew up a star. I mean, he's been the best player on every team he's ever played for. And he's had to come in, and he's obviously had to earn his – kind of earn his keep. And um, there are places – there might even be Big Ten places where he's starting right now, and he's playing 20-some minutes a game. But – that's just not the deal right now at Purdue. He's playing on one of the best teams in college basketball. I'm sure it, it can't be easy, but the best thing he can do and the best thing this Purdue team can do for him is teach him what it takes to win. You know, like watch Ethan Morton and watch some of these other guys. Camden Heidi has really carved out a, a nice little place for him doing little things. He's got to learn to guard. He's got to learn to rebound, you know, kind of things like that. And, um, Watch Mason Gillis. Watch all the little things he does to win. Watch the substance he plays with, you know, stuff like that. When he picks up on that stuff and becomes something more than a scorer and an athlete, the sky's the limit for him. I mean, it it just is. And uh, um, I think he's uh, got a really bright future at Purdue. It's just not right now. Uh, before we wrap up, we have not mentioned really Zach Eady at all. Will that be the only three-pointer that he makes, and will that be his last attempt as a Boilermaker? I don't think it'll be his last attempt, but obviously you're running out of time here this season. I think, you know, Purdue profiles, they got a couple of one-sided games here the rest of the way, and I, I don't see any harm in him taking, you know, a couple more the rest of the season like that. I think he has to... He doesn't have to have to because it doesn't matter. It's just a gimmick right now. It's just a, yeah. It's just a, a fun little thing. But I, I just don't think he's in a position yet in his basketball development where he can shoot those shots at game speed. Right. You know, um, I, I, I think anytime uh, you bank in a shot, it is by definition accidental. And I think he just shot that ball long because he wasn't he's not used to shooting that shot at game speed. Yeah. Uh, and there is a big difference between just shooting shots in practice and shooting them in games. And um, he can do it though. Uh, he just needs, he just needs in-game repetition to do it. And that's not in Purdue's best interest, nor is it in his best interest right now to be doing that uh, a lot. But that was a fun moment. And the fact that it came against, against Indiana kind of made it, um, really really memorable uh for that crowd and uh i'm sure him he's i'm sure he's been working on that celebration the thing <laughs> where you, you have your two arms up and you, you got the two three fingers up yeah i'm sure he's been working on that it, it, it was a fun moment for him i'm i'm quite certain yeah thanks brian yep at purdue federal credit union it's about a relationship a relationship that goes where you go wherever you are in life 
a relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. A thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show. For Brian Newbert, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.